You didn't ask for it, but here it is. The Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. That was weird. We got to try that again. Got to hear the ending. No, I'm, I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm editing this, we're keeping that Season two. <laughs> didn't ask for it but here it is the bourbon and brothers podcast it's my impression of my wife. i like the one where it stops the christmas music first and then cat said the words <laughs> <laughs> neither of those was correct i feel like <laughs> we're gonna just keep it up hello and yeah, like, you know what they in. need more christmas music and and more me that's what our intro yep. needs yeah hello and welcome to the bourbon and brothers podcast my name is flynn one of the hosts for this merry, festive evening. I'm here with my fellow host, Grinch. Nope. Nope. Oh, <laughs> you, Scrinch? Uh, I was going to say, we need to cut that out. Uh, we don't want to get copyright infringement. Uh, it's got to do with copyright infringement, just not our names. Uh, how's it going, guys? Uh, and Grooge? Uh, happy to be here, uh, except not because it's Christmas stuff. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> You do have green behind you because of your uh, your Grinchiness, mm. gr- grooginess, mm. right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Jacob's here. Merry holidays to all, and to all a happy Christmas, and Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa, and Diwali, and whatever else you may choose to celebrate during this festive season. Festivus for the rest of us. But happy it, holidays to all. Out? Um, I do find it, uh, appropriate that you have the halo light behind you because it would block out your face in a camera. And so that's actually the perfect spot for you to keep a halo light. Ooh, I'm going to turn it on and see what happens. Keep talking, Flynn. It'll probably block your face out and I want that to happen. <laughs> Is he coming just, to the podcast? He started off with such like a, this, this like merry holidays, everybody, and also happy Christmas. <laughs> the second thing he said. He's going to put it around his head and come to the podcast as Jesus? He doesn't have the beard, so I'm assuming he's going to be the angel Gabriel coming to. Oh, yeah. That's that's pretty incredible. <laughs> that's... That's angelic. Uh, that There's a the drum sound effect. It. There's a drum sound effect in well, the media thing. I wanted to do it myself. Um, you do look pretty... Uh, Jesus and there were like, shepherds, unfortunately, in their fields by yep. night. <laughs> Where's the like angelic choir uplifting voices? Because that's what that's the undertone pretty would need with that. He has his keyboard. He can do that, right? No, I don't know what you're talking about. You can do choir okay. setting on your keyboard. <laughs> That'd be pretty dope. No. I believe I've I believe it's called summon thought... angels. <laughs> <laughs> it's an it's an app. <laughs> uh, we're drinking some bourbon tonight. Okay, he did it. That, so I told you. <laughs> I was always going to be right. It took me a um, while to click to the button. <laughs> oh my god! 
So I'm drinking um, something that Kevin and Jacob tried last night, actually. Uh, it is called Roebling Rare. Um, it is a small batch blend of whiskeys made at Wetzel Distillery in Covington, Kentucky. It's made specifically for uh, a restaurant slash bourbon bar called Smoke Justice um, in downtown Covington, Kentucky. Um, I went there with a friend to watch the FC Cincinnati playoff game that they lost against uh, Columbus in an unfortunate an upsetting uh, overtime, um, and I ha they had it on the 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 bar. And it was really cool looking bottle. It has the Roebling Bridge on it. I looked at the bottle. It says 116 proof, and I was like, okay, I like that. Uh, I say, where's it from? They say Wetzel. They didn't say MGP, and so I was like, I'm in. I'm in. I got a glass. Delicious. Very very good pour. Oaky, flavorful, strong. And I looked at my friend, I was like, if this is under $100, I'm buying a bottle. And it was 85 so I ended up buying a bottle. And I am very glad I did. And these two got to try it and can affirm my uh, taste buds. Quite here. good. Quite good. Very, very solid. Mm. Very solid. Good Kevin, choice. what are you drinking? Um, feeling very Grinch-like. I went for the greenest bottle on my um, barrel this evening and have chosen Weller Special Reserve. It's a green label Weller's Reserve. Um, Hope Camp and I had some of it while he was in town last, and there's about enough to uh, kill this bottle tonight. There's just a little, little bit left. Um, so uh, worthy occasion for the Christmas episode. If I'm going to have to spend some time focusing on Christmas, I might as well enjoy it the best I can. The way to do that is with Weller Special Reserve. Uh, it's a fantastic bottle <laughs> out of Buffalo Trace. Hope, I'm sorry, so sorry. Scringe, what are you drinking? Thank you, Grooch. Um, I am drinking, uh, well, Pretty was, actually had this. So we're talking about bourbons that are we've all recently tried at each other's homes. Because uh, Pretty recently had this one at my home. Uh, and it is, of course, an Old Forester. Um, but it is the Absolutely Bottled and good. Bond uh, Whiskey Row series. So it's at least four years old. Uh, and it's 100 proof. And I would say it, it just honestly just kind of tastes like a slightly stronger regular Old Forester, which is not what I would have hoped I kind of would have hoped it was had a little bit more unique flavor profile and everything else but uh, it's fine pretty loved it because he loves old folk so I'm gonna probably kill this bottle tonight because uh, there's not much left and uh, switch over to you know some of the benchmark series or something else but uh, pretty what are you drinking I am drinking Flynn what am I drinking this is number 15 <laughs> so uh, for our last listeners Who've been Christmas. with us, yeah, who've been with us since the beginning. We did a bourbon advent calendar last year. We kind of fell off, and not all of us completed it, myself included. So um, this is uh, Stopper We are 15. into – I'm pretty sure this is beyond the 15th day of advent. So, like, it, you oh, yeah. very well could be drinking, like, today's number a year mm -hmm. behind. Also, Jacob doesn't know how to pour it out of that tiny bottle because he left the little plastic piece in. We've already <laughs> gone over that a year ago. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> what am I? Having? I want you to try it first. I, I want you to try it first, and I want okay. to get your thoughts before I tell you what it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got made fun of for the whole like poor plastic thing. Yeah, a year yeah, ago. it was a dumb thing <laughs> that you did. <laughs> it's got some punch, pizzazz, Yahoo, and how. Uh, that's all I can say. Because because it's skunked from being a year old. And yeah, it's well, probably it is not probably chilled. chilled. Yeah, exactly. What are your well, reactions? Uh, a little spicy, a little spicy, not very smooth, um, tastes a little, not like young, but it's definitely uh, seems like a a higher proofed pour. 
Do you like it? Whatever what I just drink. I, I do like it. Um, I'm glad that I only have the one bottle because a couple of that and I'd be whew, gone. You are drinking Old Forester 100 Proof Rye. Hilarious. About $20 a bottle. Hilarious. It'll knock you on your ass how strong it is. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's barely whiskey. You're drinking Basil Hayden's. Uh, <laughs> You're drinking 80 proof. I was, wait, I was waiting for an 80 proof pour. Oh, 100's You're fine. You're drinking non-alcoholic really whiskey. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what I'm drinking. Flynn. Yeah. What I have a quick question doing? for y'all. Oh, okay. Well, first, I have a quick question. And this is actually a quick question. Quick um, question. That, that it might actually be quick. So I was scrolling the TikToks, and this, this uh, video came up and said, um, if there's one question to summarize 2023, which we are coming to the end to, um, it would be this. Would you rather die crushed at the bottom of the sea in a submarine controlled by a PlayStation controller? Or would you rather die by drinking too many Panera-charged lemonades? The way that the death of the submarine was described was very instantaneous. So that, because then I don't have to drink <laughs> Panera lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> I think that then I would have died in the I hopes agree. like I'm about to see something cool instead of I'm about to have some shitty lemonade. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It, it's um, in both scenarios. If I have to die, it's like, am I seeing something that I've never seen before in my entire life? Or am I seeing the inside of a Panera bread? Um, and I think I'd rather do the submarine so I could be down around some cool stuff trying to like find the Titanic and other things instead of, you know, uh, pastries, baguettes, crappy soups. A pumpkin muffy. <laughs> and a you pick no. two. It's a real thing. I know uh, it is. It's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be goes, I go to Panera every day. He does. He goes to Panera every day. Every single day. Every day. Every day. He's in the sip club. I am in the sip club. Unlimited coffee for nine bucks, not a sponsor. I mean, but could be Panera. They could be. You kill people. But you could be a this sponsor. Is the type of, this is the type of association you need to rebrand yourself. Okay. It's not okay. a killer. Jacob, do you <laughs> want to die at the bottom of the sea as well? Yes. I, that's why I said three for three, going to the bottom of the sea. Okay. I made a nice little okay. rhyme. I, I Nobody do have listened a, to it. It's fine. I, I'm used I to I do this. have another quick question that is also a kind of quick question. Um, do reindeer fly or do they run on the air? I think you're I, – I, 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 I hear what you're trying to ask us, and I think it's not going to make sense because they – You're asking I, – I hope this is the case. If the magic of their flight is actually them being able to find solid yeah. force among the – I mean, it's magic regardless, right? Hmm. 
So you're trying to get into I mean, the science gallop, of right? magic. Is it just from, is, are they just galloping their hooves because it's no reason or is it for a reason? Uh, no, that that has been scientifically proven in any uh, oh, Hollywood go. film that has go. reindeer. <laughs> Jacob Pretty Fun Fact. I did put the Jacob Pretty Fun Fact <laughs> in the drops, Flynn, if you need to throw that in. Flynn, um, I'm going to need you to get on that much sooner uh, for the rest of forever. <laughs> so it has been scientifically proven that... Anytime you see reindeer flying, uh, any holiday movie, anytime you see reindeer flying in any <laughs> holiday movie, they are moving their movie. hooves to kind Literally of you know, gain their momentum. <laughs> Science. Science fiction. So which, which choice are you choosing? <laughs> Both I was watching this claymation mirror. documentary called Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Okay, hold on. I do have something to say about that. Okay, hold on. So I went over to Colin, friend of the pod, Colin's house, uh, the other night uh, because he wanted to watch uh, Rudolph Claymation, the original one, and drink every time it was problematic culturally. Um, and so we did that. It wasn't as problematic as you might have thought. But I did learn that Donner is actually Rudolph's dad, very disapproving yes. father of his red nose, and yes. his mom's name is Mrs. Donner, which ipso facto makes his name Rudolph Donner. Do with that information. Yeah, Rudolph you. is a member of the Donner Party. Yeah. He, it's Kevin's um, now trying to make some kind of Donner Party joke, uh, you know. I don't think I'm trying taste. to make yeah, it. The, the most, most joke-worthy of topics. Anyways, reindeer obviously what do you run on the air. <laughs> do reindeer run on the obviously. air, Hope Camp? <laughs> obviously. Uh, I will. I don't care. But no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the they point of this podcast, Hope the Camp, point, not to the care. Point of this you have podcast. to care about things. You made you a Christmas theme for the third time. We've done one thing, I think, in the entire podcast three times, and it's a Christmas-themed episode. You suggested <laughs> this? I'm pretty sure I, well, you it's suggested a tradition. this. It's a tradition. It's a tradition. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't and you can't mess complain with about tradition. caught it between two camps here. <laughs> you don't mess with tradition. But this you, is but a I hate paradox. Christmas, so. Hope Camp's mind is in, in is in this <laughs> constant paradox of just I don't want to do this, but we have to do this. But I don't want to do this, but we have to do this. I imagine Speaking it's how you are we at don't, the Australian Open every year. Speaking of things we don't want to do, but we have to do. What else are we doing tonight? No more quick questions from. Uh, we're gonna do another quick question. It's just, it's uh, just all quick questions. <laughs> Forty-five minutes for quick questions. You caught on quickly. I, I didn't. I didn't think that you would catch on so quickly. So we're gonna do a uh, Christmas theme nerd debate, and then we're gonna do a fictional battle royale, and then I'm gonna explain some Christmas movies. Jacob's wanting you to hit the nerd debate drop. <laughs> I was looking for it. Nerd debate. Nerd debate. Y'all understand. Who All wants right. to go first? So we're doing we're doing a uh, Christmas Flynn, why don't you go first since debate. you prepared us so I'm well? Talking and no one. Yeah, thanks for putting your topic in the in the <laughs> chat. Oh well, I didn't have a topic until very recently. Um, <laughs> Flynn, you're talking <laughs> about Flynn, and uh, it's actually it actually comes from uh, uh, listener of the week Cora. Uh, I think this is her third uh, listener of the week. Um, Send her a t-shirt. So. You know, send her another T-shirt that might sit in my car for another few weeks. 
Who? Kevin, you got any more t-shirts? Your your arch listener of the week. Arch nemesis Cora. She can't be listener of the week. (laughs) Were you not listening? Okay. (laughs) Okay. So my quick question. Oh my god. Slash nerd debate. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) This is all quick questions. Uh, it's also reindeer themed. Uh, if if reindeer were to go extinct, what real animal would you choose to give the magical ability to pull Santa's sleigh? And why? You mean, let, let's read, what other real animal? Yeah, another real animal. Like, reindeer are real animals. They just well, have that's magical not really the way abilities you said on it. the North Pole. Okay. And it is. So what real animal, other real animal, would you, you give... Well, magical abilities to to pull Santa's sleigh. Pretty, you had your hand up. Oh, I'm sorry. I was literally like <laughs> trying to drink, pop drink, drink. Oh my god, <sighs> we're so out of practice. This is bad. Season two. We're about, to, we're about to do a nerd debate. Pretty actively raises his hand, and then when I say, "Okay, pretty, go first, he goes, "No, I was just thrusting in my hand into the air for no reason." <laughs> Um, so I'll, I'll go first and I think this might be the low hanging fruit, but I think it should be some sort of decent sized mammal that is Arctic based Mm. and polar bears are the answer then, uh, what better way to make more and more people care about polar bears even than to make them every child's like favorite. They know their names. You probably need less of them to do this. Um, cause they're so much bigger, but I mean, flying polar bears and Santa Claus, he becomes instantly way more badass. And I don't know. I, I just think it'd be great to have some polar bears flying around up there. Uh, and they can brave the cold and the elements even better. And than you only have to bribe them with Coke. Yep. Coca-Cola. Ooh, Coca-Cola powered, um, bird or, uh, polar bears. That's good. That's good. That's good. Kevin, do you want to go? If not, I'll go. I'll oh, go. Please. I, I can't wait to hear it. I have a backup if we need me to go again. Um, <laughs> I think the the correct answer in this uh, obviously has to be uh, the Clydesdales, the famous horse, the Clydesdales horse. They're also the famous for pulling Budweiser, Budweiser, Budweiser. beer. Yeah. Uh, so it is only fitting that they also are able to. I mean, you got to think about like, so Santa's Santa's sack. All, all great Christmases have Budweiser. No, no, no. That's that's not the important thing. Santa's Santa's <laughs> uh, sack acts like a bag of of holding for those D and D folks out there. So it's like an endless it's supply, science. but it also it's got some weight. It's got some weight to it, right? Uh, so there's some weight in this sled. So you need an animal or animals that can tow a lot of weight and also can still run on the air, as science has proven. Uh, the magic is is allowing them to run on the air. Clydesdales also, I think, can achieve a faster top speed than reindeer. So, Clydesdales. Now I have to Google that, don't I? Uh, <laughs> you have to Google um, a Clydesdale. It's a huge also, most horse. of his his first arguments were definitely more of a feather in the cap of polar bears. If I had if I had access to weight. the buttons, I would have pushed Jacob pretty fun facts like four times while he was talking just now. <laughs> the amount of certainty uh, in his Clyde, voice. Clydesdales can run up to twenty miles an hour. Reindeer can run up 
to 50 miles an hour. She's just wrong. Polar, bear, polar bears are 25. So he picked a slower animal yeah. <laughs> that, that, that can't carry as much weight and then used those as the two reasons. Also not Arctic. <laughs> Doesn't live in the And Arctic. took off the cold. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going with an Arctic animal, and I'm going with an Arctic animal that does deserve this honor, right? It's an honor to pull Santa's sled. The magic exists in a way that you don't need the thing to have even – legs or the it does because i don't believe that they run on air nobody wanted my answer to the question earlier but i think they can just fly and it's from the magic of the christmas spirit so i'm gonna go with a walrus i want santa to be pulled by a herd of walrus mm. um is that a celebration what is the herd of walrus oh you mean a herd of walrus is a celebration i think you might be correct it's a Kevin pod. A herd it's a pod. It is a pod. Perfect. Like, that should be our official mascot for our podcast. Um, but I think walruses would be you great. That? You hear that, pods? You all are walruses. I think the walrus is a, is a badass Walrite. animal. It's got tusks. I think the walrus uh, is uh, obviously slow because it just lays around all the time. Um, but super dangerous and awesome. Uh, kind of looks like Santa Claus a little bit. And then uh, massive penis. And so imagine you're like watching Santa fly over your head with these just dangling walrus dicks. And it, it to oh me, to me, it seems like it would be a great new Christmas tradition. Imagine people putting decorations all over their neighborhood of of the pods of walry uh, being, you know, carrying Santa's sled. I think I think there's a lot of opportunities here that is an undervalued piece. So, you know, that's that's what I have to say. Uh, first off, walrus is the plural. Looked that up. So walry walruses. Uh, Kevin, you almost had me until the walrus dick uh, jokes. Um, so I'm going to give it to, to Hove Camp because uh, Jacob was just way off base there. Um, and polar bears are the shit. And so, right. yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I, I, if I could have more polar bears as decorations instead of reindeer, I'd love it. And so I don't want more walrus as decorations. So. Why not? <laughs> My backup was actually going to be a, the Arctic fox uh, because... I don't know. Those just would have also been fun. Foxes are great. Um, I guess that means I go next. Um, yep. And I think I was talking about fictional Santa Clauses. Yep. So not the real ones, the yep. fictional ones. Um, and I'm going to tell you guys you should skew traditional. Um, so none of the Santa's sleigh where he's, you know, like the son of Satan. <laughs> that, that's... It's not really what, what I'm going for here. But which depiction of Santa Claus do you find to be the most compelling? Uh, the answer is Edmund Gwen in the original Miracle on 34th Street. There's never been a better <laughs> depiction of Santa ever. Um, and he is um, who we all think of when we think of the perfect Santa Claus. Jolly, kind, um, magical, but mysterious in some ways. Uh, Edmund Gwen is the perfect depiction of the character. I know they redid uh, Miracle on 34th Street. 
Um, I would dare anyone to make an argument that um, the what's his name from Jurassic Park did a better job uh, playing Santa Claus with Matilda than the original Miracle on 34th Street did, which is an absolute iconic Christmas treasure. And you know I can't stand Christmas. So that's what I have to say about that. I hope I was, I, never mind. Go ahead. Who's next? By the way, uh, he was Flair. born in eighteen seventy seven. Is Doctor Hammond? Yes. Is is Doctor Hammond the one that plays the new? Yes. Yeah. The remake. Doctor yes. Hammond. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Spares no Which expense. Absolute. <laughs> Spares no expense with this Christmas. Minus IT guy. Yeah. Hilarious. Uh, all right, I'll I'll go. Um, uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't love this actor, but. His portrayal of Santa is what sticks out in my mind. It's Tim Allen, um, the Santa Claus. It's it's a it's it's to me a a really solid Christmas movie. Um, to me, it looked like that's a one that I grew up with. So, Flynn, sometimes I feel like you phone in these debates. <laughs> I just say, listen, like, I've not we, we seen like anything. Kevin Kevin goes beyond the thirty seconds. Fine. But somehow you go under <laughs> way too much. He's, he's compensating. It was that or Billy Bob. I, I don't have a good argument. I mean, I, I really don't. You were between so, Billy Bob I, Thornton I, I and liked, Bad I liked the Santa Claus. Yeah. So I'm yeah. going to go with Tim Allen. Pretty I googled good. Santa Claus is the first movie that came up. I, for me, for me, uh, I mean, yes, I agree. I do agree with Kevin. Uh, he's going to win it. It's fine. But I, I will toss some love. Not necessarily. I don't particularly care for Miracle on 34th Street. Okay, well, so please I will toss, make an actual argument. I will to this. toss some love for the one who I think is the kind of gets the best aspects of Santa. Uh, even though the the role itself in the the film is is relatively small by comparison, but that's Ed Asner uh, playing Santa in Elf. Um, he gets kind of the the warm aspect, but also kind of you know is still able to instruct Buddy on stuff. And, uh, and then there's the whole kind of like aspect, uh, when he's actually kind of, you know, he's, he cracks some funny jokes with the whole, like, oh, the, the Central Park police are mad at me because I put him on the naughty list so many times. And, you know, he's got this big presence, but has this soft, warm demeanor. So Ed Asner's my vote. And that is Flynn or Hope Camp Googling I, who is I Ed really Asner. Really, really no, might. I, I, have, um, I might have given it to Flynn if he immediately made an impassioned plea for Miracle on 34th Street, the remake, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the heels of Kevin, which is what I, I wanted to, to happen. Either. So bad. I, I... <laughs> you could have just remade Kevin's argument because that's what they did with Miracle on 34th Street. That's true. I wasn't um, listening when Kevin was talking. <laughs> um. So do I go with a movie I don't love or a movie I do love, but I don't think – I think the Santa Claus depiction in Elf is not significant enough, so I do have to give it to Kevin for at least choosing the main character of the movie. The I body of work. The body of work. Whatever. From Kevin Santa. It's hey, just better. Paul so, Giamatti Paul Giamatti's also a great choice. Also, uh, I want to apologize to everybody. Uh, Jacob is now a um, poor college student, and so he's eating potpourri straight out of the bag, as you can all hear. Um, 
So I, I apologize to everybody listening. Don't worry, it's holiday flavor. To Jacob Chu. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Um, <clears throat> my topic is what is the most annoying Christmas tradition, and I don't mean like. I don't like it that my family does this thing. No, I'm talking like common Christmas traditions. The the example I use with these guys is it's common on Thanksgiving that that people host turkey trots, and I find that annoying. So what I'm asking is what in the world of Christmas that's a common shared Christmas tradition is the most annoying of them all? I have an answer, but um, it's it's not appropriate. But I know it will win. Kevin okay. spent about thirty to forty-five seconds talking about walrus dicks. Pretty, I think we're past appropriate. <laughs> so, I hope that uh, that's our Christmas title. Kevin spent thirty to forty-five seconds talking about walrus dicks. <laughs> I think we're past appropriate is probably what would actually be the less wordy title. Oh, uh, everyone! I think it's just everyone. Make sure, make sure um, you go check uh, and and uh, make sure your earmuffs are on. But um, okay, that's that's keyword for parents to you know put the earmuffs on the kids. Just say the words that are coming out of your mouth. Elf on the shelf. I hate it. You didn't have to say the. (laughs) Yeah, you could have just said Elf on the Shelf. Elf on the Shelf. Yeah, but he didn't want that to be ruined. I get it. That's fair. Elf on the Shelf. Absolute worst. Uh, And I know some people uh, love it, and that's fine. I personally, I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy it because I think it, um, I think it counteracts um santa's power uh, it, it undermines him here's a, in my, is my here's a fun fact uh from your worthy historian elf on the shelf is in fact a top 10 elf of all time yeah, <laughs> according to mm-hmm. i didn't vote podcast. that i didn't put that on <laughs> yep yep no we did a consensus ranking and it was eight yeah yep. it's it's pretty you consensus are to it whether you wanted it or not that's my answer next i'll go and this is going to offend some people, and I apologize. I intend for this segment to offend some people. I don't know if that wasn't clear. <laughs> Wait, Flynn, do we need to put your and... back on? <laughs> the frickin'? No, I'm just... Um, <laughs> I, I think we might have already talked about this on the podcast, but Christmas cards are some of <laughs> my least favorite things because one i don't want to do it and (laughs) lauren and i have never really done it um and two when i get one from someone i then feel bad that we didn't do it because then i'm like i i feel like i have to explain no we didn't act we didn't just not send you one we didn't send anybody christmas cards because i think they're dumb and then it gets into a whole thing so like i just don't like the tradition of sending Christmas cards. It just no, feels forced. Like if I want to talk to someone, I'm going to talk to somebody. If I want to 
keeping someone's life, I'm going to keep in someone's life. But I don't. I, I, sending a card once a year is is well, not something that I hey, love. Hey, bad friend, our cards went in the mail yesterday, so you should be getting yours uh, pretty soon. Can't wait for mine to be. Uh, you know, instead of just handing it to you at work, we spent money on a stamp for it um, because that's the kind of friends we right, are. And those so. are going up in price, as we all know. Yep. Yes. Yeah, yep. Most of us don't forget, know. Don't forget, like you also spent money on the card itself. Yeah. 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 Yep. And time taking pictures with Santa. Um, it's like uh, before social media, that was a good way of keeping up with what your friends and family looks like. But now social media is a thing Flint, and you don't want to hear. From can them. I ask a question? If I were to send you an E Christmas card, would that be better? Yeah, actually. <laughs> no, I don't actually I think, think so. Uh, I would really <laughs> I would just delete, delete that. Yeah. That'd be annoying. I get I get way too many emails. The one thing, the one thing I will it's, say about it, it wouldn't sit on my counter for two weeks. <laughs> we put we tape Christmas cards to our front door. It's, that's what my family always did. I, I yeah. kind of like that. So you I get agree. like a that's nice cute. festive. Here's all of the Christmas cards, and here's everybody. Now it's pictures of everybody and their kids, and then of course you recycle them afterwards. But um, you know, it, it's I don't mind that aspect of it. When good friend of the pod Matt Prince was like sent out a text or something one time where he was like. Hey, here's give us your address if you uh, want to be on the Christmas card list. I I think I texted him. I was like, I'm not giving you my address. I you're not getting a Christmas card from me. I think our friendship can survive this. <laughs> I'm not sending it out. Don't send me one. There is no reciprocity that's going to happen here, um, and we'll still be friends. And we we have been. We have maintained our friendship. But now he gets a Christmas card. So. <laughs> Ever since quarantine, I've been more into Christmas cards. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, oh, health camp. So go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the tradition of Black Friday and Cyber Monday mm-hmm. and any any big shopping day associated with Christmas at all, because I think that all of that is terrible. Um, I went, the fun thing about getting married with all the things on your wedding registry, we looked up one of the things that we didn't get to see if like there was a great Black Friday deal on it. And it was the same price it was when we registered for it, except now it was 85% off for mm-hmm. Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of this is horrible. Crowds are horrible. People used to die at this. I mean, and then it, they like moved it into Thanksgiving. So now you're affecting another holiday. Black Friday, any commercialized shopping, let's get these gifts, let's get the cheapest price, let's go crazy about it. Um, I'm out. That's a really good one. That's it the the you can't talk about this and not sound pretentious, but the commercialism of the holiday is my biggest issue with it around the amount of money and time that is spent about presents instead of about people is my biggest can my biggest hang up with the whole thing. I think it's stupid. Um, and I really enjoy gift giving, um, as a thing, but I just like it to be spontaneous and from the heart and not, um, I, like I said this at lunch the other day and I really think I offended some coworkers, but like, I find Christmas lists incredibly offensive when people are like, here's my Christmas list. I'm like, I don't, I don't want you to tell me what to buy you. Um, and I don't care what you want me to buy you. Like the wedding registry is different because you don't want to burden the couple by giving the couple four blenders and then they have to go and bring some back when they needed only one. That's different. Christmas is not that. It's not supposed to be that. And so I think Christmas lists are offensive um, and annoying. But a lot of people, you know, that's a thing. But I don't know. I've never cared what anyone wants to get from me. And I think I give really unique and personal gifts. So I think that I, I will give the win to Hofkamp because that is the most annoying of them. Pretty I agree off on the shelf is just trash. 
And Flynn, I'm going to get in big trouble if I were to take any stance against Christmas cards because you know who my wife is. But uh, good ones, I I would just throw an honorable mention at um, gingerbread houses, um, which was what came to my mind when I was thinking. I really hate gingerbread houses. I hate being asked to make them. I hate the fact that we can't eat them. I hate the fact that when you have kids doing them, they get messy, they suck at it. And then if they eat the icing, if it's been too old, they throw up in the middle of the night. so I really don't care much for um, that has what happened icing are you using to, to him. Yeah, yeah, it happened to me. Are you sure? Like, we've made gingerbread houses my whole life, and like the rule is you can't eat it until after Christmas. So and then we keep it like for several days. So you get enough of the whole the gingerbread house is still there. Then we get to destroy the hell out of it and eat it as much as we want. And no one ever gets sick from old icing. And this is like two, three weeks of just sitting out on the counter. It's not been my experience. Okay. <laughs> I think I think you put like lactose and weird amounts of dairy or something in your icing. Oh no, I wasn't involved. Um, but it happened, and it bothered my Christmas a couple years ago, and I don't want to do it again. But I don't. I don't think that's a fun Christmas tradition. So, anyway, uh, pretty. It is pretty, me. Pretty's last. Yeah, right. I get it. Because you all, you know, never pick me. It's fine. Um, all right. So my topic uh, at hand, um, I just saw a lovely show here in Cincinnati that uh, kind of poked fun at uh, another Christmas classic. Um, but I'm talking about the Christmas classic, Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. So uh, real plain and simple. I want to know what is the definitive best version. There have been so many adaptations of A Christmas Carol. What is the best version of A Christmas Carol? And I'm throwing this caveat in here. I'm taking the 101 right off the table because in my mind there's nothing better than it. The Muppet Christmas Carol starring Michael Caine is absolutely the best. There is nothing better than it. So argue for what is the second best adaptation of A Christmas Carol. I'm glad you did that because I was going to be like, we're either going to all rush to see who can say this one first or... That's what's going to be I still think we're going to do that, so I'm going to do that and say Scrooged. Um, Because I don't think there's another one. I think that's the very clear two. Uh, And then everything else would be a battle for third. So Bill Murray and a much more like kind of cynical, updated, modern, adult version of the story. Like you... It's one of the things I hate about Christmas so much is it's the same thing over and over and over and over again. So it's the same story about this, same story about this, same story about this, same story about this, and then it's a Christmas carol. It's another version of a Christmas carol, and this is actually uniquely different and Bill Murray. So Scrooge, I thought, was very – I thought we were going to have to do a third – like someone was just going to so lose this debate, and we were going to debate Scrooge versus Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, But if that's not going to be off the table, then – Scrooged is a Scrooged is a good, very good argument. I would consider it. There are a couple in my mind that are in the next tier. This is almost like more of like a Hove Camp read my mind segment. So uh, best of luck, Flynn and Kevin. Always great. Uh, okay, Flynn, you want to go ahead? I got a couple. <laughs> Here's a it's fun like, it's like what is a Christmas Carol? <laughs> Here's a fun fact. Flynn, would you like to describe the plot to A Christmas Carol? 
no, uh, <laughs> because I've never seen a Christmas Carol. I I, I actually do not know much about it. Uh, what? I, I know the Ebenezer Scrooge type of of storyline. Type um, of storyline. So I'm gonna choose Scrooge McDuck of uh, of lots of. I, I actually looked it up, I, it, it, and I was like, what are the origins of Scrooge McDuck? The and it Mickey said Christmas that it Carol. was he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So say the name. I'm gonna choose. Yeah, the Mickey Christmas Carol. <laughs> whatever. Uh, <laughs> so it says uh, Scrooge, and he, it lists out his accomplishments. And it says all within the fictional Donald Duck universe, which doesn't need to be a thing. I don't think we need to talk about fictional universes of Donald Duck at this point. Uh, but here we are. Maybe it's going to turn into a multiverse at some point of Donald Duck. Um, but yeah, I've never actually seen a Christmas Carol. Okay, so, so your answer is Mickey. A, a Mickey Christmas Carol, a very Mickey Christmas a Carol. Mickey Christmas I believe Carol. That, that Slash. It's, it's, it's Jacob. Pretty fun fact. Slash. It's not. It's not a very Mickey Christmas Carol. It's just a Mickey Christmas Carol, um, and it's great. It's actually a really well done Christmas Carol, and I think that um, Mickey greater than sign Kermit the Frog as um, Ooh, Bob Cratchit uh, as Bob Cratchit. Ooh. I don't think the movie's That's... better, but it is. It is better. Um, That's so fighting words. I uh I I <laughs> I think the worst is the Jim Carrey version uh that came out in 2009. It's just Spirit. the most piece of garbage ever. Um so uh the one that should be the worst but is uh on it worth mentioning is the Flintstone Christmas Carol that came out in 1994. Definitely one to think about. But I'm between two live actions and that's 1984's Christmas Carol. Um, which I do Solid. think is probably the best live action of them, uh, Sans Muppets. And, um, and then I think that uh, 1999 with Jean-Luc Picard um, as yes. Ebenezer Scrooge is also a worthy uh, mentioned performance. But I will just say 1984, given the fact that I think Huffcamp had the right answer. Flynn took what I was actually going to say because the Mickey Christmas Carols were really well done. Um, which is kind of funny, and just go with 1984 Aha! as the best. 1984 is the best live action version of um, of this Sans Muppets and Murray. Okay, okay. Um, uh, quick aside, I would also have awarded major bonus points if somebody threw in the Ryan Reynolds flick Spirited, because that's Spirited. why spinoff why? of A Christmas Carol. That's it's good. It's good. It's Will not. Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds. I it's not disagree. Okay, well... And Will Ferrell, too, right? Yeah. yeah, Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, Octavia Spencer. Very good. Very solid. Uh, but, um, unfortunately, I will be giving the win, uh, making it a three-peat for him to Hovecamp. Uh, he's getting it with Scrooged. Yeah. Well, it's, you know... Well, like I said, what I thought was going to happen with this debate was that I was going to go last to be funny so that I could let Flynn take him up at Christmas Carol. Kevin would then do Scrooged, and then I would do... My seventh grade classes rendition of Christmas Carol starring me as Bob Cratchit. Oh, you played Bob Cratchit? <laughs> I did play Bob Cratchit. I also it was the role Bob I Cratchit. Um, Dude, I've never got to play Bob Cratchit. I've only played young Scrooge. We do a. We, I we, went from we Bob did... Cratchit to the Scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz in eighth grade. Is that uh, similar to young Sheldon? No. Uh, um, good at, at Thomas More, our theater director uh, has played Jacob Marley at the Cincinnati Playhouse and has been nominated for an Oscar for that uh, performance. And he 
facilitated a it's really um, good. His performance it is, is, it is. Yeah, it's he's so incredible. good. He's old Joe and he's Jacob Marley and um and they do uh so at Thomas More we did a radio drama where essentially we recorded ourselves with a bunch of sound effects and other things and um did a Christmas carol and I was Bob Cratchit and and, and we had a great time. So um good nerd debate, folks. Good good nerd debate. All right. Nerds debated. What are we doing next, Kevin? Fictional uh, battle pretty, royale. Pretty you got this. This oh, was no. your idea. Okay. All right. So we're drop going. We're waiting for the to drop. Wait. Hey Flynn. While while you're while you're doing that, can you also tell me what was in number three? Let's not give him more to do right now. <laughs> I was going to say, he, clean, he can handle the button clicking we've asked of him. <laughs> Fictional Battle Royale. Before I tell you what is in that bottle. What do you think? <laughs> higher or lower proof? Lower proof, much smoother. He also had ice in it, let the record show. What kind of whiskey is it? Bourbon, rye, malt, um, scotch? It almost tastes like a, a slightly weeded bourbon. Okay. This is called The Senator. It is 120 proof straight rye. So, great, great palate there. <laughs> Just got all the I'm surprised wrong. you went along with it, Pretty. I don't think I would have been better. I don't think he was possible to be more wrong. Uh, <laughs> if so I guess you I were dead ass <laughs> wrong of going sub 100 proof weeded. <laughs> I think it's pretty incredible that those folks who know the senator and how expensive it is and delicious it is know that he couldn't figure out what it was because his, it is just drowning in ice and water right now. Um, so sorry to those who would have appreciated that more. That's um, not bad. The Senator is, I have, is, I, I like, I don't like rye whiskey. It's a really the good senator, rye. I thought was a very good rye whiskey. Uh, Hove got to try the, um, Ezra seven rye when he was at, at the house mm -hmm. and also it's really good. That. And I think I said the same thing. Yeah. I think uh, a rye whiskey that to me, I wouldn't guess was a rye whiskey is good because it basically is a high rye bourbon, which is among my favorites. All right, Fair enough. what battle are right, we doing? What's our, what's our stupid <clears throat> Roy battle? So uh, we are doing a fictional battle royale, um, and this one is holiday-themed. So um, the parameters for this, pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Your character, whoever you're picking to take into this Coliseum-style battle royale, uh, must have been in a holiday movie or holiday uh, series. Um can't be much plainer than that um i think we as a collective can be diplomatic in discussing whether or not certain things count or not uh for example um i feel like we all could say that santa uh is like the omnipotent power in this particular santa i would assume would need to be specified based correct on that's what i'm saying so you would need to specify are. which iteration um because and are we uh, are we as, trying to be around the the christmas holiday or are we are you including all holiday i thought we were just doing christmas uh i mean the, just christmas yeah yeah the, 
any holiday that falls around the Christmas time. So you can include Hanukkah. You can you can put Hanukkah Harry in. Hanukkah Harry would count. (laughs) Hanukkah Harry would be a great choice, actually. Just throwing that out. Ooh, what's so So Whitey from Eight Crazy Nights? Ashton Kutcher's (laughs) character from Valentine's Day just doesn't count. The florist. That's no no hard out. We're just doing Christmas. Cupid. No. Easter Bunny. No. Get out of here. All right. What's the order? Anything. Uh, the order is is going to be uh, as much as I would love to put myself first, having the most holiday cheer of anyone here. We're gonna do least filled with holiday spirit to like, most, like, like so much by far the most holiday cheer here. <laughs> right. I mean, it's pretty much me. Like Flynn's Flynn's is runs. on the charts. Yours is not, and Kevin and I's is not the other way. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, least holiday cheerful to most. Um, Hove Camp's actually going to go first. Uh, Kevin is going well, second only because to that. <laughs> only because uh, Kevin did. Kevin did right. say. Kevin did say, "Hey, we're going to watch Chronicles of Narnia," and I was like, "Oh, what an app appropriately potentially themed pseudo Christmas film or pseudo holiday film." Uh, anyways, Can I have? No, I as long as like one hundred percent. No, I think I just heard Jacob say I could have as He is not. He is allowed. He's a hundred percent on my list. This I feel like most of this most of this battle royale is going to be us fighting hold over on, what qualifies on, as a holiday movie. And we we uh, we're gonna have that fight right now because if the Chronicles of Narnia is a Christmas movie, then so is at least Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which means all of yeah. those characters. No, become no. Game. What's the difference? And neither one of them. What's the difference? Is a Christmas Excuse movie. Me. Iron Man Excuse three. Me. Excuse me. And is, Iron Man three. Uh, of the three movies, Iron Man three, Harry Potter. And the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which one is Santa Claus a character? So, so, Father Christmas from the Chronicles of Narnia is a character that I think should count for this list. No one else from the Chronicles of Narnia is because it's not a Christmas movie. But there is a depiction of a Christmas scene in that movie, so that character should count. Yeah. I would agree with Hope. That is... Overly reductive in terms of how you're. De- I am happy. I am happy to take Father Christmas off my list, which is the, uh, you know, the I mean, way. I've got. Let me just throw this out here. I have got you're- at least twenty characters from objectively holiday movies that will easily crush. I, I also do, tubes. but was going to. I came prepared to to argue the fact that if Santa Claus's presence in a movie makes it a Christmas movie, then Aslan hundred percent counts. I don't think Santa that's Claus's what presence makes it. alone does not make it. We argued However, this last year when trying to argue like Santa Claus counts. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, anyways, uh, Kevin, you order don't think is... Home Alone's a Christmas. Movie. Home Alone's not a Christmas movie. It's a movie that takes place. Uh... At Christmas. <laughs> See, and so this much is, disagree. We're gonna have a lot of semantics on this. This is great. I love this. Hove Camp, Kevin Flynn, me. Take it away, Hove. I, I am. Anyway, I, I, I'm glad you put me first. I'm curious. Um, anyway, Krampus. <laughs> Yeah. Obviously, Krampus from <laughs> Krampus. Yeah. From Krampus, it's he That's is. An easy one. Uh, he, he is Krampus, um, and he is the best. That movie, I, actually, I, I'm not gonna I lie. I do thoroughly enjoy that movie. Uh, it is a well balanced, um, horror, campy horror film, funny. Christmassy. It just it does all of the things pretty well. All right, oh, so that's Kevin. my pick. So Kevin, uh, obviously can't go with Oogie Boogie, and he's see that I would I as much as I 
am not a fan of Nightmare or what is it? What is it called? Nightmare, Nightmare for Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, was, uh, that counts. Oogie Boogie counts. I don't like it. I don't like the movie either. He's obviously an incredibly powerful being. If we're trying to fight with Christmas characters, I'm gonna go with him. Flynn is googling who he's is. Oogie he's a Boogie. freaking demon, and he's awesome. In a terrible movie, but you know. I think the terribleness of the movie is. Overstated. Am I up? Uh, yes, you are yes. up now, Flynn. Okay, because <clears throat> there was two objective 101s that could have been taken. The first was Krampus. The second is Hawkeye. So I'm going to take Hawkeye <laughs> from from the Avengers because he has a Christmas show specifically about Christmas. It's and not so a Christmas it movie. 100% counts. It does not count. You, you didn't specify movie. He did. You did not specify no, movie. I did not. He did, did not. not. Also, if you play back... The real, he said, Christmas movies or Christmas fiction. <clears throat> Hawkeye counts as soon as Jacob said anything um, else past movie. It's a Christmas short series. Hawkeye counts. 100%. Didn't count last year. Hadn't come out yet. <laughs> counts this year. Um, Whatever. You do get the old washed up deaf Hawkeye. That is objective. Yeah, fine. So... Um, <laughs> Still bad. Interesting that if you're going to take Hawkeye, you don't take super powered Kingpin. Uh, but go on. <laughs> I might take Kingpin, Echo, and uh, <laughs> what's her face? Yelena? Uh, <laughs> and the doll. Yelena? Uh, uh, I'll take Yelena. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yelena. Be better than Hawkeye. Wins that fight. Uh, Kingpin, <laughs> better than Hawkeye. So you took the third best in a. Uh, I don't want to get into it. Pretty. <laughs> I, I obviously should have put some more. We are we are just show. moving past Flynn's you. bullshit right now, and it, we don't need to do it. it. It's if you go back and listen to the tape, Jacob specifically said not just movies. Do you do you want to count Hawkeye the the series as a Christmas series, Kevin? No. Yes, yes it's objectively a Christmas <laughs> series. It's there not more a Christmas singular than the Chronicles Christmas of Narnia. Episode. I'm logging off if I'm not allowed to do this. This is bullshit. Peace. <laughs> Ooh, don't tempt me with a good time, Flynn. <laughs> I'm in. I'm, I'm in with Flynn. I I will back Flynn up on this. Okay. So I have to I have to decide. Get the tiebreaker because you need a majority, I mean, right? I. You know what? Let's let him have Hawkeye. Fine. I don't care that much about that. Man, I should have put more parameters on this. I can make the distinction. Anyways. That is that is not overly Christmassy. Sure. It does take place at Christmas. Sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, to me now, uh, obviously I've got a huge list. I have a feeling a lot of my list is going to come back to me. Um, because yeah. you all I, I would think. as much <laughs> holiday material as I do. So I'm going to take one that I think is probably on your all's list. Uh, has super, super human strength. Uh, super durable. Um and just overall uh, evil and uh, manipulative. And I'm going to take the Grinch. The Grinch. Yeah, great idea. Thank you. Good job. Let's move on. Brady? Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, do you get all of the Grinches? Uh, specifically, Jim Carrey Grinch. Wow. What a terrible decision. That is the best Grinch. No, that's a solid decision. It might be. He, he might be. Strength. It, they, they all have super strength, and uh, when you watch them wield stuff in the movies, 
uh, the two cartoon Grinches do more impressive things than Jim Carrey does. Because they're cartoons. Yeah, they're (laughs) cartoons. That's a dumb argument. Sweet, sweet (laughs) qualifier. Level setting. Level setting here. Okay, level setting. Okay. All right, Hove, who you got? Second pick. Consider me dunked on. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm gonna take Robot Santa, Mother Futurama, because <laughs> I think Flynn's going to. <laughs> Obviously, I was a machine gun. God. <laughs> You've never even watched one that drops all the. I, I actually don't mind Futurama. I've seen a fair amount of the episodes. <laughs> And I also, I've definitely seen the ending and many other episodes in between. Um, Kevin hates it. John, I don't, I'm, I'm fine. With John that. McClain. Solid choice, Kevin. Very solid choice. John McClain and Hans Gruber were on my list. So we're fine. Yeah. So, Kevin, just so that we're clear, you were fine with that. Oh, oh, precedent has been could. set. So now I'm just <laughs> saying, get like, I. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for me if you. All right, listen, I'm going are, Aslan. There are four of you who Let's better be no, Kevin no, Aslan. Absolutely Aslan not. Aslan does not count. There is Kevin no said it. Aslan, he just no. said he was cool with it. Aslan, it is. No, Aslan right does not. You have that majority, no, and Hope Camp and Pretty both are. Precedent, precedent has been set. Not count. About some garbage, but we're doing it. Let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm mostly. I'm most, you can take. You can take Liam Neeson from a movie at least. Yeah, for sure. I mostly let Hawkeye slide for Flynn because I'm not certain Flynn's seen more than five Christmas movies. Well, we're going to get to that I just wanted next. him to be able to take all the Hawkeye characters and then have his list just be Hawkeye. All right. I'm going to take Belschnickel, um, which is From the, the Office. Uh, okay. As portrayed by Dwight as, Well, no, it's not from the office. <laughs> <laughs> name another, name another no, source that it's been portrayed in. I'm sure there's literature uh, about Belschnickel. No, this is uh, not literature. <laughs> We're doing literature. I've got some different ones. All right. The Dwight version (laughs) of Belschnickel. He has a whip. He whips small children as... as, (laughs) That's my second round pick right there. That's awesome. He whips whips bad... Next time that Sam is being a nightmare and you have to threaten by calling uh, (laughs) Santa uh, instead... Call Belschnickel and get the whip, Kevin. Uh, I think that that would be better parenting. Uh, that is maybe the best part of the last season of The Office is Belschnickel. It's that's the last the Belschnickel. season. Belschnickel. Uh, yeah, we've been uh, rewatching it, and it is. Yeah, it is. That's fantastic. Well, because at that point, Dwight has to become the the super scapegoat because Michael's gone. Uh, okay, so it's me. <clears throat> so. Um, we've got some options. Uh, yep. Oh man, so many options. This is actually almost tough for so me. So many, so many Santa Clauses are still out. Yeah, there. a lot of Santa Clauses are still out there. Um, I'm not gonna take this Santa Claus because I don't like him as a Santa Claus. Um, but instead, I'm going to take uh, Jack Frost, the Spirit of Winter. As played by Chris Hi- Chris Pine in Rise of the Guardians. Oh, not by uh, uh, Martin Short. Martin Short <laughs> in the Santa Claus? No. 
Um, Santa that Claus is Alec three. Baldwin Santa Claus, I believe in that. Uh, in that is, and and that's why I didn't. I really didn't like Alec Baldwin's Santa Claus, or I think he's called. Um, uh, it, North. I guess. Stupid. I can't, it's been a. I've only seen Rise of the Guardians once. Not a bad movie. Oops. Is it? Is it Christmas? Yeah. Or does it just have characters of Christmas? It's it's based entirely around like the the Christmas spirit time and everything. I mean, the Easter like Bunny is also a character. Fictional character. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. A, the like Tooth Fairy, the, the, the Easter Bunny, the Boogeyman. Sure. I think I think Jack Frost counts as much as any Santa Claus does, but I don't know that Rise of the Guardians is, is a Christmas movie. Okay, so are you saying no? Because I can. Anyway, uh, I'm taking I'm taking Dumbledore. <laughs> no, doesn't count. From Harry no. Potter and the Sorcerer's no, Stone. Disagree. <laughs> They're not. No, they not. Doesn't count. <laughs> Just wanted to get ahead of it. Right. <laughs> the nonchalant. As soon as you said I couldn't have Aslan. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, you can't have Aslan. I can't have Dumbledore, and I think that's fair. Um, I still think there's like an S-tier character. There's at least two that I see on my list that could go that are very solid choices. Uh, Yukon Cornelius. That uh, top of the A tier, not S tier. Top of the A tier, though. Yukon Cornelius, very solid. As depicted in Clay, uh, very tenacious. Got a pickaxe that he can wield with the best of them. Uh, takes down a yeti. Abominable. The great one. I, I'm also going to go claymation. Um, but don't don't talk much about this uh, because it might come up later. I'm going to go with the Heat Miser. Uh, the Heat Miser will be my Solid. Uh, fantastic choice to join. You have drafted him another time. Yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember why or what we were doing, but he has been mentioned before. Another solid choice. By you. Yep. Flynn? I am going to choose Kevin McAllister. Ooh, there he's it is. Set some traps. There's the S tier pick. Set some traps, and uh, okay, uh, okay, great with an air Kill some of your characters off. Love me some Kevin McAllister. Yukon uh, Cornelius would take care of business against. Oh, it's that. not a good pick, you but, know it's, but but it's a great. It, it is. It does count. I just. I think it's. Pretty, no, it definitely counts. Pretty in like. Oh, it's the S tier. Oh yeah, no, you're responding to him. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, that's. <laughs> I, 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 I thought we were just. I thought we were done emoting um, on Pretty's bullshit because I, I stopped letting it face me. <laughs> All right, so here's where I'm at a little bit of an impasse. Mm, impasse, impasse. All right, you know what? I think it's time for me to take a Santa figure because I don't have one yet on my team and that is important so figures a figure i am going to take uh the violent santa from violent night as played by david harbour i haven't seen it is it good um i've heard bad things it's not great but you know what david (laughs) said the source material had to be good exactly (laughs) i know just asking because i haven't seen it and i'm not going to (laughs) yeah it's um, like okay. In looking up, in looking up powerful depictions of Christmas characters, um, Santa's sleigh came up, and that's S L A Y. 
uh, because that Santa is the son of Satan who wants his like cursed life of gift giving and subservience to the human race is over. He goes on like a massive murder spree and he's as the spawn of Satan, quite powerful. Um, and I just, it's not a good movie and I don't really care to put that on this list of, of battle Royale, even though the goal is murder. Um, I think source material always yeah, matters. Sure. Which is why I'm going with candy cane wielding zombie killing machine Anna. Yeah. Anna and the Apocalypse. My personal favorite Christmas movie. That's your fourth, and right? Yes, Where, that, that rounds out your team? Yeah. A four? That's it. That's a <clears throat> solid, solid pick. I was going to pick George Bailey just because, like, He's already dead, so yeah, you guys there's can't a better kill there's him. a better pick. There's a better pick. There's there's there are some movie. better already dead guys um, around. There's a really massive version of Santa Claus from a movie that apparently Flynn has not seen that I thought about picking, but I'm gonna go with Stripe. From Gremlins. From Gremlins, yep. The bad gremlin offspring uh, of um, Gizmo, Stripe is uh, conniving, evil, and um, can duplicate himself and uh, finds minions. And as, if you feel... as soon as you picked John McClane, I was like, should I pick a gremlin? I know Kevin will. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely gonna. <laughs> uh, you made the comment about the the importance of the quality of the source material, which is really what led me to say, Gremlins is got to be one of the best Christmas movies that's ever been made ever just don't and get so away. i think uh i think stripe being the main powerful villain from that movie is a good decision just don't get them wet i may try to convince uh <clears throat> quarantine that that is the christmas movie we should prioritize this year good luck good luck <clears throat> i have the I mean, objective I, I, think this is going, I think this is 50 50 i mean well i'll give y'all both <laughs> i think i have a better chance than y'all give me credit for <laughs> i don't know what you're up against though so that that what makes it Christmas? Well, let me tell you. Uh, the main love interest's father died by trying to surprise his family by coming down the chimney dressed as Santa Claus and got stuck, and they didn't find him for days until he was already dying in the chimney. There is a Christmas tree in so many cities. <laughs> it's just a beautiful <laughs> Christmas story. Gremlins. Flynn, that's Flynn? a plot point in the movie Gremlins that you haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that. We... Another movie I've never seen <clears throat> is uh, I'm choosing a character off of this movie. And I want to read you the, the plot point that I found here, okay? Because it's called Santa Claus versus the Devil. And it's from 1959. And this is a sentence from the plot. The plot brings the devil the himself. Devil? No, wait for it. <laughs> the no, plot brings the devil it. himself in as one of the principal villains and puts Santa's workshop in space, along with other odd accessories that don't seem to have anything to do with Christmas or Santa Claus, like casting the wizard Merlin as Santa's truly assistant, and together they thwart the devil, the devil's plan to send his demon pitch to entice children to break the rules and land them on the naughty list. And so Merlin and Santa were uh, 
teamed up to defeat the devil, so I'm choosing Merlin. Well, now I got to pick a new movie, movie for the next segment. <laughs> Santa Claus versus the devil. <laughs> it uh, totally counts. You guys, you guys, it is fine. it is on. You can watch that. You can watch that entire film on YouTube. What? What, what I think would have Obviously been the best can. thing is for you to have just gone, all right, uh, and Flynn, it's to you. And you go, uh, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> that was my plan. That was my plan. Until I read the plot and I could choose Merlin. And it got deeper to me. And so I wanted to choose that one instead. Well, as always, uh, it is from the source material and that matters. You guys. So you get subservient to Santa Merlin. Okay. I, Which I can only assume is again the third most powerful in space in your supercharged movie. You all, I want to watch this movie. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just kind of scrubbing through it. Like, I might watch this tonight. <laughs> Good idea. Good idea. You I'll present this. You I'll should. present that first, and then Gremlins is going to look like a fucking clear runaway winner. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. I love my squad so much. I can't wait for you to recap it. <laughs> Pretty? It's a squad. Round it out. <laughs> All right. So, um, see, this is where this is where shoutouts are important. Uh, I felt like no, they're not. Nope. Pick a, the pick conductor. A thing. The it's conductor. Definitely not important. The conductor. No, we have another Express, That would uh, that would have been a, a decent pick. Clarence the Angel. That would have been the correct pick from It's a Wonderful Life, Kevin. Um, I also yeah, thought about Angel's going with really Gonzo. Yeah, I also thought about going with Gonzo as Charles Dickens in A Muppet's Christmas Carol because he can be rewriting the story. But it's a Muppet I think Christmas Carol. it's not a I Muppet's think I Christmas need... Carol. It's not Bobby's pins. It's Bobby pins. <laughs> Listen, I need to get Stop some Bobby's, Bobby's pins. Pin. I need to get some Bobby's pins <laughs> for my wife. Um. I, I think I need some crazy on my team, right? I've got the Grinch, Jack Frost, and Santa, Dave, as played by David Harbour, to just match that You're level right. of None crazy. You're right. None of that is crazy. To match that level of crazy already, I got to go with the only person who'd be willing to go kidnap his brother-in-law's boss, boss on Christmas Eve, Cousin Eddie. Ooh, Interesting. Your battle royale <laughs> no is a Hoof Camp Squad featuring Krampus from Krampus, Robot Santa from Futurama, Yukon Cornelius, Claymation, and Anna from Anna and the Apocalypse. You should watch it. That's a solid Kevin team. Kevin is Hoof. following in with Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas, John McClane from the Questionable Christmas movie, The Heat Miser, more on that later. And Stripe from Gremlins. <laughs> also a solid squad, Kevin. Also a solid squad. Flynn has come in with Hawkeye. Definitely Christmas. <laughs> Belschnickel, which is just Dwight K. Schrute in costume. Kevin McAllister, uh, a.k.a. a small child. And Merlin, <laughs> the wizard from Santa versus the devil. Uh, did I get that right, Flynn? It's a perfect squad. It's a perfect squad. Yeah. Okay. Pretty as the Grinch, Jim Carrey version, Jack Frost, aka the Spirit of Winter from Rise of the Guardians, and Violent Night Santa, uh, which is as depicted by Dave Dave Harbor. David. Jim, David. Dave Harbor. Harbor, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and cousin Eddie. 
Um, so Pretty likes to present himself as a Christmas expert, and his squad fucking sucks. <laughs> My squad is amazing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Title of the episode. Crazy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to shout That's out awesome. Buddy the Elf because that man can launch a snowball with deadly accuracy from like a thousand yards away, and there's clearly some magical powers going on there. Um, that's about it. I think everyone else sucks. <laughs> uh, also, any there were no ghosts from uh, any Christmas Carol versions, I, which I thought, I thought about that. Surprising. But they're they're generally I did think they, Jacob they don't Marley. have. Yeah, they they don't generally have powers aside from like the ethereal spookiness. So hauntings, yeah. yeah hauntings. But Jacob Marley can't be killed because he's already dead and carries around a massive chain he can strangle and hit people with. So he would have been he was dead an option to begin for with. Me. That must be any, understood. Any ghost of Christmas future is usually yeah. quite horrifying in and of itself. Plus, they yeah. could just literally haunt the other team without any fear of dying. So that's always yeah. Abominable Snowman was also on my list. But, okay, cool. Sure, sure. All right, so we've come to the final segment. I'll introduce uh, this one. Flynn, Flynn. No, you've introduced. You just introduced the last. one. No, I'm going to introduce this one because I've got a segue for it. I've got a segue for it. So last night. Oh, can't wait. Uh, last night I was hanging out with uh, Kevin and Flynn at Kevin's house. It's actually a really good this is a really and, good uh, <laughs> And I walk in and and like Kevin had been, you know, proposing over you know, gonna show uh gonna show Chronicles of Narnia. Sam was all excited, Declan was excited. And Chronic what? Chronicles Cools. of Narnia? The Chronic what? Chronicles of Narnia. You guys suck. <laughs> I really We're don't know what you're referencing. The chronic what? Coles of Narnia. The Lonely Lazy Island. Sunday. Or Lazy, no, Lazy right. Sunday. Ah, Lazy yes. Sunday. Okay. Lonely anyways, Island. Anyways. Get better. You guys need to get better at understanding <laughs> yes. common references from our common viral videos from our generation. <laughs> Valid point. Anyways. <laughs> well, um, three of our generations, obviously, Kevin. Anyways. Uh, Green train handlebars. So, All right. In 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 the course of the evening, several hilarious things happened, including one uh, Sam Reynolds walking over slyly to the popcorn bowl, pointing at it and swiping it from the table. That but was cool. before any of that happened, uh, Declan was like, "Oh, what's this movie?" And Sam flawlessly just said, "These kids are celebrating Christmas, and they're playing hide and seek, and they go into a magical closet that takes them to a faraway land." And immediately I look at Kevin and Flynn. I was like, wow, that was a perfect summation of the Chronicles of Narnia. And that is way better than anything Flynn has done any time we've played this game. So we're doing a. a, You did leave out the fact that the next thing he said was um, that when Mr. Tumnus comes on the screen, he's explaining to Declan that he's part human, part llama. Uh, which I thought was particularly <laughs> awesome. And then he was singing, he's like, it's um, a llama. That's, that's close enough. I, I would count that. I, 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 I once I once both watched a Barbie mermaid movie and listened to a Barbie mermaid movie spoiled mermaid. for me by my niece. Uh, because four-year-olds watch the same thing over and over again. They learn it all and they can articulate what they're watching. And it's just a perfect combination of really accurate descriptions of what is about to happen on TV. Not wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a Barbie mermaid thing, and uh, it's like 45 minutes long, and the whole thing. She told me every line, every single thing that was happening 
like 30 seconds before. Oh. All right, so pretty now now introduce the segment. <laughs> so Sweet anecdote. Is, now introduce the segment. This is Flynn's favorite film. But I just um, we get to relate to kid things too often. Right, exactly. We didn't talk about this. We didn't talk about this uh, between uh, Kevin Hovkamp and I. But I assumed that we were bringing some sort of holiday-themed uh, movie poster for Flynn to attempt to describe. Yeah. Um, Why would you was, assume that? Uh, well, I don't know. You're right. When I suggested it over text, I said Flynn explains Christmas movies. Mm, I see why he might. But see that didn't might convey that. to you that you I needed missed that to part. bring a Christmas movie. I missed that part. <laughs> missed that part. Anyways, all right. So, did you bring a Christmas pretty movie? Pretty, yeah, of course I did. Did you? Did you get the right answer incorrectly? Is is, is that what I? Maybe. You'll see. Pretty's the guy that wrote five is the answer on the math oh, test. Oh man, and the guy was I like, show your work. It. One point. <laughs> Dang it! All right, somebody else go. I, this is my a lot of bourbon. What does that have to do with any of this? What is happening? Okay. That Can you see my screen? He's sharing his screen. <laughs> can you see my screen? Yes, I can. Uh, All right. I can. can you see a movie good, poster? Good film. Good film. All right. So I what can. we're doing in this case is we're all showing Flynn a movie poster from a, a, a classic Christmas film that he should have seen at this point in his life. Most people who are on this earth should have seen these films at this point in their life. So we try to do. Pretty sometimes fails at it, but Hovkamp and I are really good at it. Flynn's going to look at the movie poster, and he's going to describe this movie, and our goal is to guess if he's seen it or not. What I'm showing him is the classic movie poster from the Claymation, uh, A Year Without a Santa Claus. Flynn, tell me about A Year Without a Santa Claus. Uh, one year, Santa was sick. And he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to deliver all the toys to the boys and girls. And so uh, he went out and he was sick. And uh, Mrs. Claus decided to take some elves with her to try to go convince him to, to continue his quest. Um, they run into the snow and heat misers uh, that try to stop her, I believe. Um, and the, the children uh, all end up getting their toys i'm sorry getting their toilets toys why would i why would i say toilets i mean i, I don't know because it's christmas <laughs> and christmas just should be flushed down the toilet took two seconds uh, dumped all right <laughs> um i will abstain from this one because full disclosure flynn i have not seen this movie either i must be honest Yeah. I think he's seen it. I, I, well, okay. Correction. I don't think he's seen it, but I think he's seen enough about it. He got, he got some of the major plot points. Missed some things, but got some of the major ones. Named it's called the year that Christmas. I could have guessed that there was gonna be no Christmas. And Kevin has brought up Heat Miser multiple times in this episode. Like I could have said those things, and I've never seen this movie. It's possible he could have looked it up after I said that. I'm sure he did. He has no moral compass. I, um. It's interesting because I think it's possible that there are other claymation films that he's confusing parts of this with. Because Santa, they do get, they do decide, kind of cross easily. Yeah, so Santa decides break. not to do Christmas because uh, he doesn't believe that children care anymore. 
there's a different Christmas right. movie where he gets sick and other things and he happen, has a cold. I think. Yeah, but that's a different movie, right? No. It's a very important plot point, though. That's the same movie? It's not getting right. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where we, we so this is this is the problem where the heat miser and the, the snow miser whatever they come up in in a couple movies. There's like a there's a claymation universe, and I'm not joking on this. This is actually true. The, the claymation universe. It's, it's a clue universe. Is working towards. <laughs> it's a clue universe. Right. Um, I no, think... that's George Clooney. Prove no, to me right. Pr- prove to me different. right now that the Heat Miser and Cold Miser are in more than one Christmas movie. Prove it right now. I don't believe you. Do I need to stop sharing? Yeah, 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 yeah stop sharing. We gotta, handle, sharing. we gotta handle this for a minute. Yeah, business is a being attended. This he is just said something. Heat Miser. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Heat Miser uh, appeared in a year without a Santa Claus and. A Miser Brothers Christmas in 2008. In 2008. So like Dude, 30 I'm years you, after year Witch Okay, but there is a claymation cinematic universe. But he's not in it twice. Yeah, he is. A, My- a no. Miser Brothers Christmas. It's 2008. Yeah, I was Brothers. a yeah. junior in college. We're not going to talk about that as if it's what we're talking about. I was about. a junior uh, in guys, high school. Guys. Guys, we're missing something here, and that just occurred to me. There is a Star Wars holiday special, and none of us took any Jedi on our spots for about Listen, okay, hold on. A quick aside, quick aside. As the expert in Star Wars here, as the expert in Star Wars. <laughs> he had to rev his engine there. Listen. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a couple things to say about this. I was waiting for this! One... <laughs> Um, one, we don't really, there are a couple reasons we don't talk about the Star Wars holiday Christmas special. Who's we? Um, the collective Star the Wars fan base. The chosen few. Um, it, it does have some now problematic, uh, elements to it that it's like, okay, yep. Yeah. Um, pros though, things that it did have going for it. It had B. Arthur singing a Christmas tune as like a cantina singer. That's cool. It also was the first introduction of Boba Fett, and we also saw that uh, canonically Chewbacca has a family. Okay, again with that bullshit. Uh, I was wrong. Santa Claus in a year without a Santa Claus does wake up with a cold. That's a part of the See? same movie. And he drinks the, the year without a Santa Claus. Shh, shh, the year without a Santa Claus came out in 1974, and you're saying that they're in the same universe as something that came out in 2008. And I will hear I none am. of it. Um, I don't think Flynn has seen it. I think he saw. Can I interest you in Indiana Jones? <laughs> no, no, thank you. Uh, I've seen them all, and I'm not interested. Same universe. Flynn, have you seen a year without a Santa Claus? I have not. Yeah, I yeah, uh, totally, me. totally Googled it as soon as Kevin said Heat Miser was yep. going to come up later, and no more uh, read a plot summary. Good job, so. good job. All right, mm-hmm. so that's yeah, you were on the nose there. So Hope Camp, please share your okay. screen. Well. Yeah, I've I'm probably seen it again. as a kid. I just don't remember, actually. You'd remember. And uh, the, the speaking of problematic plot lines, uh, this is still, I don't know, accepted in the fandom as a thing that happened, though. It's not just discounted because we're trying to ignore that it happened because it was so this shitty. This is one of uh, my like favorite Christmas, Christmas movies that's <laughs> ever existed. I love this movie. I, um, I watch it every year. 
I love it so, so much. That explains a lot. This is a poster of Love Actually. Um, I have watched this ever since uh, quarantine started and around Christmas time. And uh, Flynn, tell me about it. It's the, the normal poster. It's like got all of the famous actors that are in it. Such, in a, Christmas such a good movie. <laughs> such a movie. Such a movie. Flynn, stop Googling Flynn, it. That's Googling cheating. Right now? No, I, I need to I need to read what the the card says on the poster and I can't read it without From no. the makers what? of Four Weddings, Bridget Jones and Notting Hill. You do not need oh, to read well, anything. What it says. Tell us about the movie that you've definitely that seen. It does not help you. Yeah, I was thinking it is um, it is as depicted on the screen, the ultimate romantic comedy. So Flynn, that should give you something. Sure. So a character named Jim, portrayed by Liam Neeson, <laughs> is is pawning after a woman, um, and he decides. Do you mean pining? pining? She is, pining? He is no, not no. pawning a woman. Same, he is pining. Same, same, same thing. <laughs> no, pining, no, no. Pining. <laughs> pining. <laughs> what, can I, what can I get for this woman? Chessboard. I gave her two wedding rings and fifty bucks. <laughs> I love how Kevin just has a chessboard right in front of him and holds up a pawn pining. randomly. Okay, my bad. Uh, it's pawning. a chess movie. <laughs> so, it's a chess movie. Well, Liam, Liam, <laughs> Liam Neeson is pining after pining. Uh, a woman that he that he has loved ever since high school mm. uh and he goes back home uh to his family and as you do when you're a single man in your 30s what do you do you go to a bar and, and he sees that woman uh and he decides to to strike up a conversation however they're both in town randomly um and uh they don't live there and so um they hit it off they want to get together, and so yep. uh, it becomes a a comedy of sorts where uh, he has to attend some of her Christmas stuff, she has to attend some of his Christmas stuff with his family, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they kind of go back and forth. The families are really awkward, uh, and in the in in the end, uh, they end up uh, in a one night stand, uh, and then it's over. A one night stand, excellent. Um... Just a couple of questions. Yeah, I got a couple too. Alan Rickman. Yeah. Uh, Snape. A- mm-hmm. AKA Severus Snape. Uh, you didn't mention his yeah. character. Can you tell me about yeah. that? He's the family cook. It's <laughs> great. Uh, and then the he got it right. And then and then Liam Neeson's Liam Neeson's son um, wants to make sure that uh, he plays an instrument to impress a girl. What instrument was that? The harmonica. And and what song does she sing? It's a Christmas song that he plays the harmonica along with. Oh, Come All Ye Faithful. Yes, it is, in fact. Oh, Come All Ye Faithful. And I mean, and, and if I were to I've hold up a sign about about Hove Camp, who I'm in love with, and, and it said something at the end of, of, as I was confessing my love to him, it would say, to me, you are... Dynamite. Dynamite. Yes, it would say to me, "You are uh, dynamite." <laughs> I, do, I do have one other quick follow-up, Flynn. Uh, we have mentioned on several occasions that some of the things in that movie didn't age as well as that the initial authors would have hoped. Uh, can you tell me about one of those? 
Uh, well, one of the, the characters falls into a deep, deep sleep uh, that was actually put forth by a witch. And so... Hugh Grant's character actually goes and kisses her and wakes her up. It's great. It's great. Brittany, she older any, than... uh, any thoughts? <laughs> uh, Flynn has not seen Love Actually, though... <laughs> Really? Really? No. (laughs) Though, uh, there were some elements that I was like, uh, at one point you were talking, like, I was like, is he now describing the plot to Four Christmases? Yeah, I totally was. Okay. I don't think he was. I don't think he was. I don't think he was. When have you seen Four Christmases? (laughs) We'll find out next year. Um, in the most genuine way possible, <laughs> I, I honestly believe you should see Love Actually. I think it is great. I really enjoy the movie. It's so funny. I, um, I will be honest. Quarantine insists that we watch it every year. Um, I don't do it begrudgingly. Yeah. I mean, it's not good. I think it's. I think it's. But like, I, it's, I, it's it's problematic. I watched it and I was like. Why do you love this particular part? But there are so many just good. It's it, random porn. Have a good time. Um, random soft core. Uh, soft core porn. Random um, <laughs> uh, dance scenes. A, a really strange sequence of um, there's a lobster at the birth of Jesus. Like and, there's some really funny oh, things that happen in this movie. Also, the biggest thing ever is you're going to be like. Wait, that guy's in the hop. That guy's in Harry Potter. It's I yes. mean, it's got it's literally got Bilbo Baggins, Rufus Scrimgeour, Severus Snape. Um, Everybody's in this movie. <laughs> there's just so many, so many people uh, are in this movie. That Mr. You're just Bean, be like, oh that guy, oh that person, that woman. Mr. Bean is in the movie. Yeah, Mr. Okay. Bean. Here we go, Flint. Okay, so I'm sharing the movie, the uh, classic. Super. Uh, no, there's no way. No, everyone who listens to this pod hasn't seen this. Uh, it's Fred Claus. Fred Claus is perfect. We really got to. We really got to adjust your definition. It's a really perfect, yeah, I'm pretty version of, of this game. So, Flynn, tell me, Fred Claus. Fred Claus is a movie, uh, starring. Is that? Uh, is that that's a great way to, to act like you've seen the movie is it wait okay yeah, so no, hold on it's it's I'm, owen wilson from wedding crashers yeah it's the other guy from wedding crashers uh the, not owen wilson um vince so vaughn. it's it's vince vaughn that's that's the name i was looking for so he is santa claus's brother uh and santa claus uh is obviously the warden of the north pole and so he has uh decided that he's going to go visit his brother this christmas he usually doesn't visit uh they they don't get along super well because they have very different lifestyles one's a biker and the other one is santa claus (laughs) and so Fred <laughs> travels to the North Pole um, and decides that he's going to go travel and and deliver uh, d- deliver toys to all the children uh, with his brother. Along the way, he actually meets a few people. Uh, he actually um, meets uh, a few of the the elves, and he he meets who he is going to fall in love with. Which elf does he uh, meet? Love. 
the elf that he meets is his his name is 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 uh sam um and he meets uh also a woman that he what are you doing and he's just scrolling. He's just it's scrolling very, through very distracting. Google, Google just, images. I don't understand. Yeah, ludicrous is on the on the page <laughs> right now, and I. <laughs> that is true. Um. So. <laughs> Stop scrolling because it's actually quite distracting. Uh, I'm trying to describe the plot of this movie. This movie is definitely much seen. Yeah. As possible. Yeah, this movie I've totally seen. And so uh, he falls in love uh, randomly with this this woman that he takes back to the, the North Pole. Mm-hmm. And uh, they actually decide that he is actually going to take over for Santa when Santa retires. And so it's going to be Fred Claus moving forward. Flynn, when he, um, when he gets the prize money at the end of the film, he goes and opens a gym. Uh, he names it Average <laughs> what? Joe's average, average Joe's. Joe's. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's they, right. They compete. They compete right. in the sequel, and they compete against an, another rival gym uh, called Globo Gym, um, and they win a dodgeball competition. Well, spoilers, Flynn. Okay, well, the idea is have you seen? And then after that goes, after that goes under. They become interns at Google. He then marries. Ran- he like he divorces <laughs> the woman that he marries in this movie, and then he and then he marries Jennifer Aniston. And then there's a whole movie about him going through his divorce with Jennifer Aniston as well. So you know the multiverse with Vince Vaughn is is ripe with content. Great. Vince Great. Vaughn does play the same character. The Vaughnverse. It's the Vaughnverse. The, Vaughn- the Vaughnverse. He does the Vaughn- play the, the Vaughnverse. Same character yes. The Vaughnverse. Several. Films. Well, I think he's seen yep. it. He's definitely seen it as much as I've seen it. Hope, have you seen it? Uh, I have not. Um, I did note that Paul Giamatti was the Santa Claus from Fred Claus because of uh, minimal amounts of research from the previous segment. Mm. And I do know, based on previews, because this movie came out when I was an adult, I think, um, that Fred Claus is Santa Claus's brother and doesn't want to have anything to do with Christmas. So, um, I don't think I need to say more. That's as much as I that I knew. Yeah, I, and you know what? I, no one begrudges that. This does not meet the qualifications of this segment, but that's a pretty tradition, so I'm fine with it. Fair enough. And what do we do with tradition? We don't st- with tradition. You don't mess with them. We leave it alone. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> 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 You're a jackass. <laughs> we leave it alone. <laughs> I would like to. All say, right. Well, uh, <laughs> we have gone uh, well beyond time. Uh, we thought we weren't going to have enough. Then Flynn asked ninety-seven quick questions uh, before we started the show. So uh, apologies. Uh, have a drink on us, specifically Kevin. He's got the black Amex of the Bourbon and Brothers podcast. Humbug. And uh, we will see you next week. So like, is this gonna go out? Based on when you're listening to this, based on when you're listening to this, happy Easter. Just got my question: Is this going out before Christmas, ahead of the season two debut, or is this post season two debut and going out way late? Like, what's the plan here? Let me just read off some of the cast Uh, from Fred Claus. Vince. We gotta end this episode, which is clearly never happening without the without the outro. Kathy Bates, (laughs) Rachel Fies, John Michael Higgins, Elizabeth Banks. Ludacris, Jeremy Swift. Luda. <laughs>